Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined this time by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening and downloading the podcast. Got a couple new people this week. Always good to hear. Haven't seen you in a while, Kurt. How you doing? We're, I'm having like a feeling of deja vu here. A little deja vu Uh So <laughs> this is week three recap version 2.0. 2.0. We're going to try it again. <laughs> Do you want to just explain why? Well, um, we got a little deep into the Amador last night. I mean, we it seemed like we were having a drinking contest. And then we decided to hit record at about 10 p.m. Does that sound about right? It was later than that. Okay. 11, yeah. 11 p.m. It was, it was actually 11.01 is when we started. Okay, 11 o'clock. And so I went to edit this morning, of course, because I wasn't in a condition to do it last night. And I, I was embarrassed. I could not publish that. Nobody drove. Kurt Ubered nope, over nope, here I and Ubered, Ubered back. Yep. Uh, so we were very safe there. Can I say can I say this? Okay. This go. is my assessment. Okay. I haven't I haven't heard it, so I, so you've got a leg up on me. Okay. If last night's Jeff was recording with right now Kurt, I would definitely sound like the drunker one. Yeah. But comparing last night Jeff with last night Kurt, I think you beat me in the Amador drinking competition. Or I lost the competition, I think is <laughs> Safer to say, I the, the content was quality up until Big Curdy on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it went off the rails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was joking with our friends Brian and Dan that at one point, about twenty minutes into the podcast, I looked over the table and you look like Purdue Pete. I, I mean, so in my mind. I thought I it was fine until I realized it was coming unraveled <laughs> at some point. You just gave up at some point. But, but but the thing is, I didn't realize it unraveled from the second I opened my mouth. <laughs> I think I would have to. I would love to listen to it. By the way, uh, bootleg copies are already being requested by certain people. Okay. I, I've maybe told you know a couple people about how we had to record. We, we might. We we could put out like maybe a best of. <laughs> Like I okay, maybe I do this. I give it to a couple people that want to hear it. Yeah, and just they say, what tell was your me, favorite part. Yeah, what was your favorite part? So okay. I can cut it up and maybe put it into a podcast. That's a great. Someplace. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, I, I can give you the list of people that want to listen to it. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. We'll 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 do that. That's awesome. Um. So, anyways, I'm actually excited to re-talk about it because there were a couple games that we uh, fell a little flat on being able to give a good assessment. So it's I'm I'm excited to talk about it for the first time. <laughs> So am I. Okay, um, we got some coaching news, but it actually folds right perfectly into the first game we're going to break down, so we will go from there. Uh, injury news, unfortunately, uh, uh, Crab, um, Chris Oppenbell, Minnesota receiver. I don't know if we've got it official yet, but it seems like it's almost for sure that uh, blew out his knee. I don't know what the correct terminology you want to give, but long story short, that's a tough blow for the – Gophers, that's kind of the first sign of negativity we've gotten out of Minnesota pretty much this whole football season. So T's and P's um, to him. So hopefully uh, he gets back. Another thing that I wanted uh, to point out, this this is a tough one, um, but LaShawn Williams, Iowa running back, uh, he was out for the game yesterday because his father passed away. So thoughts and prayers to the family there. That is to 
difficult uh, to even talk about Harley. So um, we will then move on to the football games here really quick. 13 games. The one team that was idle yesterday was Kurt's 2-1 and one Illini. Well, I think we already know the answer. But how did you enjoy? How did you do? You enjoy your idle week? I mean, it, it's usually one of my favorite weeks because I don't have to lament a loss. But it's just such a strange feeling to be f- feeling positive going into that week, and then you get to just savor it for another week. It was it's amazing. It's inexplicable. I, yeah, I don't remember last time I felt like this. It was like you were kept asking permission yesterday if it was okay to feel good about how things were going. I'm like, yes, Kurt. It's, this is why we enjoy college football. And it's strange to look around, especially in the West, and you know it's it's been carnage. At least it was last week. Yeah, and everyone's down the dumps. I'm like, I don't know. I feel pretty good. Yeah, feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The misery index level you see a lot. You know, a lot of people tweet that out on Sundays. Yeah. Like, which fan bases are feeling bad? Uh, the fan bases that feel bad. The, the Miami Hurricanes aren't feeling good. I, how in the heck is Michigan going to move on from the great Josh Gaddis? Oh man, I tell you what. That could go down as one of the more inexplicable Broyles Award winners. I know. Like, I, I mean, look, we we both thought it was smoke and mirrors, right? But but at the same time, we gave him credit that he had a good year. Yeah. But we did he really deserve? Did, a did you ever hear any Michigan fans that were really that worried? No. Um, we saw um, Arkansas. They somehow snatched a victory from the jaws yeah. of defeat versus an FCS program. I think it was that they were playing yeah, low. South, yeah. Southwest or Missouri Something. state. Now it used yeah. to be Southwest. Um, uh, what was the other sec, uh, team that we were just watching last night that barely pulled it out? Um, Florida, U- Florida. Yeah. USF. Yeah. Oh, they got lucky. Yep. Um, then we got a couple, unfortunately fan bases that we'll talk about here. So 13 games played yesterday. Uh, five early, four in the afternoon, four at night. We're going to save one of the afternoon games for the last one that we break down. So we will jump right into the first game, Oklahoma. 49, Nebraska 14, the Sooners with 580 yards of total offense to the Huskers, 327. Um, Before the game, like leading into the game, there was a groundswell for people that thought Nebraska – was going to be really tough in this game. Yeah, there was. And by the way, I listened to the preview pod, and you and Shooty did a fantastic job breaking this down. I mean, particularly that stood out to me. And I thought I, I liked what Shooty said about he could see it going two ways, just straight blowout, Oklahoma wins, or they come out with a little piss and vinegar in them because of, the, of Joseph, and they make it a tight game. But it was the, it was kind of both. It well, yeah, I guess it did. It did start out. Yeah, anyway, I mean, pretty I mean, well. Nebraska's defense bowed up, forced a punt. I mean, Nebraska's offense scripted plays. I'm assuming Whipple right down the field. It's Beautiful impressive. Casey Thompson pass. Seven nothing. Memorial Stadium erupts. Yep. And then Caleb, uh, uh, or excuse me, Dylan Gabriel rips off a. 50, 60 yard run out of the quarterback position. So let's talk about this groundswell. So this guy, Mickey Joseph, what do we know about him? Did he, did he play ball? Yeah. Where, where did he play? Right in Nebraska. He, oh, ne- this Nebraska? Yeah, yes. What position did he play? Like quarterback. I think I know quarterback. what you're getting. I think I know what you're getting at. Didn't they just had a guy that was the quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. And and there was this uh, this swell of enthusiasm. Picking up, that picking up built what you're putting down. To, and I think the Husker Cuzcast, we big friends with them, right? Great, yep. great cast. I think they put it 
the best when they said we fell for the banana in the tailpipe. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's more of a shout out of just how funny it was. He he gave his Eddie Murphy impression. That was hysterical. Oh, dude, I replayed it like three times. I was laughing all three times. But they did it. They did it. Yeah. Again. But the thing is, it wasn't just Nebraska fans that were falling for the banana in the tailpipe. The Fox Big Noon crew. Well, sure, I, I know. Two people, uh, uh, Bush and Urban Meyer. And I, I swear, it was Urban Meyer was making overtures for the Nebraska job on air or something like that, or he at least wanted to show his appreciation to the fan base for some reason. They both picked Nebraska, and everybody picked a close, somewhat low-scoring See, game. I didn't get to put my thoughts down. You know, it's not, not there for posterity. I just saw this as a, a blowout. I, and I, I will, I will, I try to be as you know honest with my assessment as I can. Um, I did not know what to expect from this game. Did I think an Oklahoma blowout was inevitable? No. Do I? Did I think it was possible? Yes. But that's what we got. I mean, I think it was a forty-two point run, or was it? I 40? think it was forty-two. It's forty-two 40, or forty. I 42 think it was forty-two to, to seven. I think that's it was. And then it was forty-two, fourteen. Yeah. And then Oklahoma tacked on a uh, touchdown at the end. Um, the defense. 580 yards they gave up and i and i would say most of that was in the first half yeah and i'm more concerned about the 312 yards rushing they gave up right um that was the number one reason why i just couldn't i couldn't get myself to pick nebraska i did pick nebraska to cover so i took a ats loss here um because of that we just got word uh chenander yeah eric chenander has been fired. And that's where I kind of fell for the banana the tailpipe. Because I thought, I, I said famously at the beginning of the season, I have faith in Eric Chenander as a defensive coordinator, but he has let me down this year. Yeah. Um, so, shout out again to the Husker Cuzcast. Uh, this is from Tyler Schaefer. Talking about the chins, uh, you know, removal. Seriously, though, the decision to wait. Oh, excuse me. Can you think of an example of a program that fired a coach in season, waited a week and then fired a coordinator. We have survivor going on here in Lincoln. Yeah. Pretty funny. I thought, yeah. And, but it had to happen because this team is way too talented to be playing this point. Is is it though? Yes. Up up front. No. Okay. Maybe not a little bit nervous. Okay. You make a good point, but then you look like the linebackers, you look at the defensive backs, a lot of talent there. You look offensively, they, Again, not great on the line, but outside the line, pretty good. But just, I, I think you can say too much talent to be playing this poorly. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And definitely too much. There was too much time by the coaching staff to have the O and D lines look this poor, you know, this deep into it. I don't know where they're going to go. The one thing I would say is, do you remember when Minnesota made a, they didn't make a head coaching change, but PJ fired his defensive coordinator. Rossi yeah. has been, he took over. You know, at that time, then basically Minnesota's defense has looked good since then. I mean, he's he's done a fantastic job. So, so we'll yeah. see what Bill Bush does. He's going to be now. I don't know who's going to now coach uh, special teams. That that that's. Are we going to go back to special special I teams? Know. I don't know. Um, um, parts of the offense look good. One of the things that Dustin and I pointed out was we were nervous on how the rushing attack would look yeah. with Frost removed. Yeah, I think that showed yesterday. Um, as far as fan lists, I don't. I think Nebraska fans are more despondent than they are uh, frustrated. They yeah. get two week. They get a week off. It's their idle week, so that's another reason where you remove chins, <clears throat> get a different voice into the defensive room because there's enough there on offense. I believe where they can win some games. I don't see why they can't. 
I mean, they're still going to win some games this yeah. year, but it's got to get fixed defensively for that to happen. Yeah. Yep. By the way, Oklahoma looked good. Yeah. I I, I sell I, I sold Oklahoma short. Yeah, I think everybody did at this uh, yep. point. I think I mean it's they it's did under, look good. Like you yeah. can tell when one team's just bad and the other. To me, that looked like a team that's that's got some talent. I think so. Yep. With the loss, Nebraska falls to one and three. Next game up, Michigan. 59, UConn, zero. We had th- three shutouts? No, just two. We could have had three, I think. Uh, <clears throat> the Wolverines, <clears throat> with, a, with a moderate 465 yards of total offense. The Huskies had 110 <laughs> yards of total offense. We, we talked about this. Is, is it possible to be so dominant that your stats don't even look that good? Because your, your guys don't get enough touches individually. Yes. That's, that's what, what it, that's, that's what, what happened here. Like you get out to too too fast of a start where you choke it down too early. There there's not an, an available amount of yards because your field position that you're taking the ball over is so good. If you start at the 50, you can only get 50 yards. Well, there's you know what that. I mean? And you're getting yeah. cheated out at 30, 25, 30 yards every time. And that's pretty much what we saw yesterday. But then also you, you your, your second string comes in so early. Right. I mean, by the way, did you notice how many fun fact, 29 quarterbacks took a snap in this game here for Michigan. Look at this. Yeah. One, two, three, four, Five, six, seven quarterbacks through a pass. I for, mean, for just- I, I honestly, I, I believe khaki pants loves getting people heat. This is my honest belief. I believe khaki pants loves football, the sport of football so much. And he loves seeing people love playing football. So he, he, he loves getting people out on the field. Dude, I'm telling you, that's what I think it is. Only touchdown pass thrown by either team was Alan Bowman, who even knew he was still on the team. He's, he's played a little bit this year already. But J.J. McCarthy looked good, 15 of 18, 214 yards. I mean, there, yeah. again, there just wasn't yeah. anything available for him. Now, there was bad news in this game. That could have been another Injury that we pointed out, there's a little bit of confusion going on, but Cade McNamara is out for either two weeks or two months, I mean, depending on what it is. So that's a sad deal and probably another reason to get uh, the quarterbacks behind him some playing time because J.J. McCarthy is, I think he was already number one with a bullet, but of course with Cade McNamara's injury, he is the team leader and moving forward, and that's that's all there is to it. Yeah, this is J.J.'s team. Want to bring up Blake Corm because he had Five touchdowns in this game. Yep. I think that tied a school record, I believe. So, but what do we know about Michigan? Honestly, not a, not a ton yet. They've played absolute dog shit so far. Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. I mean, it doesn't These, get those, easier than that. Those and and again, um, it's not Michigan fans' fault. I don't even think it's Michigan's fault that much because I'm pretty sure they had a P5 team schedule that backed out somewhat recently. Okay. You can't just backfill it with. And, LSU, you know, I don't know. It's not that easy. And Hawaii's tried out some good teams. Colorado State has tried out some good teams. It's not like they're intentionally. It was. That's a good point. It's not only it was. These three teams would always have been weak. They are as weak as yeah. any of these programs have been in the Ever last been. decade. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's just that's just kind of quote unquote bad luck for Michigan. Yeah. I know Michigan fans are sick of hearing about the schedule, but I would think Michigan fans are almost are to the point now where they're excited to take a step up in competition. I would so think so. It'll start in earnest a little bit next week with the dominant win Michigan moves to three and oh staying in the early games Woof! this is our I believe our biggest surprise of the day or at least one of the first ones Southern Illinois 31 Northwestern 24 
The Salukis, that's a fancy dog, by the way. The Salukis with 357 yards of total offense to the Wildcats, 380. Um, Did you know the Saluki is an Egyptian dog? It is? It is, and that area of Illinois is known as Little Egypt. That's why they're called the Salukis. You wouldn't have got that factoid out last night. No, no, not would not have made that pull for sure. Um, and by the way, their chant is "Go Dogs." Oh, that's that's like that's they original. don't say "Yay Salukis" or whatever. It's "Go Dogs." Go Dogs. Okay. Um, I gotta say, not to jump on Nebraska's grave even more, but like you look back at that Nebraska Northwestern game, right. and I swear <laughs> it was a clean, fun-looking football game it seemed like good football right yeah especially considering that you know they had to fly halfway around the world to play it now you look back and you're like were those two of the bottom three maybe bottom two in the entire big 10 playing that night and it just produced a a fun a fun football contest because neither one of them has looked good i mean nebraska didn't look good that day and neither one of us looked good since then right but then are we falling for the banana in the tailpipe again there is banana and tailpipe possibility because there. we've seen this before. The, the it was like 2016-ish. They lost to Illinois State. Had a good season. Uh, or, no, it was 2016. It was Illinois State. Uh, Northern Illinois. They lost 2013-ish. I don't know that they necessarily had a great season, but then I, it feels like they're set. They lost that one year to Duke. Won the West. Right. A bad Duke team. I feel like they could be setting this up here. We have to acknowledge that we're getting fitzy. With that being said, when you read those scores to me, those are Fitzy scores, twenty to seventeen and twenty to twelve. And you, you know, no, I'm, I'm saying you, those were the years, twenty thirteen ish is okay. is oh, when they. Okay. I wasn't talking about, it. but they were Fitzy but, scored. The one of them was nine to seven. Okay, that's, I think they lost to I, Illinois I would be, State. I would be willing to venture that the scores are very similar yes. to the years that we just talked about. That's probably about, true. They were low scoring. They give up thirty one points and three hundred fifty seven yards to. You know, an, an FCS team. My point that I'm trying to make here is the the part that would make you the most nervous if you're a Northwestern fan is the defense is not there. Even okay. in the win versus Nebraska, Nebraska rolled up points and yards. So, like, do you know what I mean? Like, well, when yeah, Fitzy I'll... makes it work, it's yeah. dragging every opponent into the phone sure. booth. We haven't seen Fitzy do it where they're going to have to no. crank out 500 yards and 40 points a game to get there because that's how much they're going to have to score I, I mean, to, I, get to make up for their defense. I give them credit for actually having a, a solid offense up to this point, but I'll tell you what scares me even more, that was SIU's first win of the year. Yeah, They're bad. one and two. That's, that's bad. I mean, I, I predicted this a close win for Northwestern, and the weird thing was I didn't really hear – from Northwestern fans. You know, I thought that would have been enough to, 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 to draw their ire, especially our friend Ben. I tell you who is getting the ire right now. It's Fitzy and that coaching staff. I have – there is heat being applied right well, now. Well, there's heat and, and – Because the when, qu- you look, when, you, when you look back, 2019 was – or, yeah, 2019 was, was, was bad. That was bad. 2020, I'm sorry, but it's a funky year, okay? Yeah. They, they did good, obviously. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But 2021 and now 2022. So long story short is three of the last four years have looked pretty bad. That's a good point. And the one year that looked good is the funky anomaly year. That's a good point. And we, we've been saying how much of the wizardry is due directly to Hankwitz. And th- this team this is, is not, not going to make it go away. It's not looked the same since he left. And by the way, I said, you know, 
kind of hats off to the the offense, but Holinsky did not look good. Threw two picks. Evan Hall, though, yeah. ran for 124 yards and a touchdown. If you if someone had said, well, he's going to run for 124 and a touchdown, you'd say, well, the, the, so they won the game. Right. I, I, so I that means the defense is doing awful. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I, I, I thought it would – I didn't think it would be – top 40 defense this year no but i did expect it to be like top half yeah top half sure they got a lot of work to get that high it, we've seen them do some miraculous turnarounds in season we have but it, but not like this is what i'm trying to say i don't think so yeah we'll see where it goes with the loss northwestern falls to one and two next game up could have been our game of the day but i think the next one after this would probably take the cake but Indiana 33, Western Kentucky 30. This game went into overtime at 30 to 30. The Hoosiers with 484 yards of total offense. The Hilltoppers had 545 yards of total offense. Um, there were this is 98 kinda... pass attempts in this game. Oh, Lord. By the quarterbacks. It, it, this is kind of like a little bit Northwestern light. Like Indiana was never Northwestern. But th- this is, has been a proud defensive football team, oh, okay. and it is just dissolved defensively for them. It's it's uh, a porous defense. I, I kind of felt the same. Where okay, they they Tommy Allen's taken over the defense. They've lost a lot, but they'll still be solid. This is a bad defense. Okay, now we're for any Hoosier fans that are listening, we're probably annoying them right now. They're three and zero, and we just went I right could, okay, to the negative point. defense. Okay, now Leo. You you joked and said maybe they just like each just other. Just need to like each other. We they they might be falling back in love. We might so, be the love version of Leo. Okay, right so now. there's this because if you don't have a team and culture in place, you don't pull any one of these first three games out. I know, and there's a thing they have been behind, yeah. and in all three games, yeah. they've been in behind most Wait, of the game. You know who they are? They're Northwestern. Boy, did they snatch their soul somehow? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I just realized it. There's some similarities between Crazy Tommy Allen yes. and Fitzy, too. Are we getting Northwestern by Indiana? Oh, you just gave me the chills, man. I know. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to give you got to give the Hoosiers credit. They're, they're a gutty team, obviously. Well, and there's you don't there's give a up. thing you, if, about winning close games, right? There is. You will your way to win close games. There is. The, Nebraska's the opposite of that. They right. have been the opposite of that in the Scott Frost era. The, there's something to that. It can look ugly. And you can muck it up like Northwestern historically does, and then just make it close enough so you win in the end. And that's what they did. They just kept hanging around and hanging around. I had the under in this game. This is a bitter loss for me. It was at 61, so it went over by two points. This game was under the entire game. Um, the rushing, not good for either team. The Hoosiers, 35 carries for 120 yards, 3.4 yard average. Connor Basilak, I mean, not bad. I would say 33 yeah. of 55, 364 yards, two touchdowns. Um, the older brother, Doug the Carthaginian, was at this game. He said it was an extremely uh, entertaining contest. Uh, our coworker, um, uh, a Hilltopper, too. Nice. So, okay, cool. So a lot of fun stuff going on there. They saw a great game. In the end, you know, when you go to the, the, the home stadium, you want to get entertained and see a win. Every Hoosier fan walked away pretty happy with and, that. And huge cojones on Charles Chucky Soup Campbell. I'm going to name him, give him a nickname here. He's the Soup Nazi. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, another person I want to give a shout-out for, I, I'm. you got to – who's the linebacker I'm for uh, Indiana? Oh, Cam 
Jones? Yes, thank you. Okay. He he was all over the field. Uh, dude, he's, he's, he's an absolute stud. Thank you. I, I'm horrible with names. Don't don't take that personally, Hoosier fans. But they're doing what they can, man. They're ham and egging it, and they're getting this thing done. <laughs> they sure are, man. They are. Three with the win. The Hoosiers moved to 3-0. and oh. Their season win total was four. Yeah. How they many? are 75% of the way to their win total. Haven't even gotten to Big Ten play. Incredible. Pretty incredible. Next game up, this is prime example college football drunkenness. The only thing drunker than Big Kurt <laughs> yesterday was this game. Was the fourth was quarter. The fourth quarter. Fourth quarter this of game. this game. Syracuse <sighs> 32, Purdue 29. Shout out to our guy DS who predicted 31 to 30 Syracuse. Yeah, that's, that, that's incredible. That's pretty amazing. You, you, you can't get much closer and, than that. And he also just nailed the Purdueness of the game. Like he's like, it just feels like one of these games that Purdue should win and they don't. And you go on the road to a, a weird place. It is weird. And everything about it feels uncomfortable. It does. And you walk out of there with an L. There's something with that indoor stadium where it just feels. I've never been that, there. It's, it's got to be the worst stadium in Power Five, right? <laughs> I would love if there was some sort maybe big game boomer has ranked that before. I don't know, but it, it, it just, it smells, it looks like on my TV that it smells musty. I was, I was going to say it looks bad. It probably smells bad. Uh, the orange with 306 yards of total offense, the Boilermakers had 485 yards of total offense for anybody that was not able to catch this game. Okay. This is what is so incredible. Entering the fourth quarter, it was 10, to nine. I, I, that was the score. Which is the opposite of the game I would have thought it would be. 100% opposite. It was also opposite of the game that our buddy Brian thought. He bet the over 57 okay. in this game. It's lost. Your money's gone. They exploded <laughs> in the fourth quarter. This went over. This went over the game total. I'm st- I was... Looking it up on Twitter, I, I haven't been able to find Scott Van Pelt's Bad Beats segments, but anybody that had the under in this game, that, that is that is a tough beat. So all of a sudden, it goes back and forth. We've got a bomb to Charlie Jones. We'll talk about him in a second. That got, got the game going. A, a And then Aiden O'Connell, overall, a good game, but he had a, he had a oops, I crap my pants moment. <laughs> Falling back, getting sacked. Tosses it. I mean, just tosses it up. D lineman, big boy touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Runs down the field. That switches it to Syracuse. But then Purdue goes down. Fifty-one field. seconds left. Boom, score. boom, boom. They score a touchdown. And then two unsportsman's like two unsportsmanlike contacts. Payne Durham and Brom like Tom. There are reasons for Purdue fans to have anguish because yeah. there are two games. That I, I mean, they have they have snatched sure. defeat from the jaws of victory. This twice. could be a three and O team, and probably should be a three and O team at the very least. Two at and the one. very least, two maybe yeah, maybe two and one. And you are what you are, and we understand all that. But like, you can't look at this Purdue team and say they suck. But it's just incredible that Purdue sitting here at one and two, Indiana's three and O. Oh, by the way, they're rivals. Like that is pretty in- incredible to me. But the the double. Uh, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. Okay, set Syracuse up. Oh, it absolutely it gave them the ball midfield, basically right. great field position. Um, but a couple more things with Brown besides screwing up with the unsportsmanlike. Sixty-one rushing yards. You, you can't do that 
against Syracuse. 13 penalties for 138 yards. The penalties is what I thought you were going to say. Can't do that. Now, and this is, by the way, a pretty good defensive Purdue team. It still. is. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. I mean, Purdue, Purdue's defense controlled Garrett Schrader. Yeah. Again, pretty much the whole game. I mean, obviously, Schrader threw the game-winning touchdown in the back of the end zone. I mean, they reviewed it, but, I mean, it looked like a touchdown at the time. It looked like a touchdown yep. after it was reviewed. And all of a sudden, just like that, the game's over. Syracuse wins. That was just an incredible football contest. Sorry, Purdue fans, I know you don't like the the how it wound up, but it was again, it was prime college football drunkenness. That's why it's why we love it. Yeah, but I mean, I still think this is a good Purdue team. They just need to clean some stuff up. They can still have a good season, no doubt. But it's I would say the next couple of weeks are pretty darn important. You yeah. know, like you got to yeah. rebound from this for sure. With the loss, Purdue falls to one and two. Next game up, maybe not prime college football uh, drunkenness. Uh, Rutgers sixteen. Temple 14. Well, I don't know. There was some drunkenness here. Yeah, I guess in a way. Drunk as in like. But kind of a sad drunk. Drunk like and the guy stumble in the, bum. The guy in the park drinking by himself. On the drunk. bench. Yeah. 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 Brown, brown, brown sack type of deal. Uh, Rutgers 201 yards of total offense to the Owls 264. Um, it happens. You know, this game got hit with an ugly stick. You go over the, you know, stats. Rutgers passing, team passing. 10 of 17, 59 yards, zero touchdowns. Okay, rushing. 41 for 142 yards. No touchdowns there either. Where'd the, where'd the 16 points come from? Pick six, three field goals, baby. Yeah, only 201 yards is ugly. 59 passing yards. The leading receiver was Shameen Jones with 18 yards. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. It was, now, this is a better and, Rutgers team than I gave them credit for. I will say that. But that's a worse Temple team than I. You know what? That's the that's the that's the that's the frustrating part of this game. If you're a Rutgers fan, is is you know they were 17 point favorites now. But this is another. I, this I, is I like, predicted this one to be close. I I, okay. I didn't nail this score, but I, I I was somewhat close. I think I said like 24 to 13 or something okay. like that. Like I expected it to be an ugly football game. They're playing on the road. You can't just throw that stuff out. You yeah. Know? But. Like with Indiana. Like Indiana. That's what I was going to say. You've got to give Shiano credit yes. for and again, twine, twine, little bit of chicken wire. Yep, it's, bubble gum in there. Yep, they do it. They do they, it. They win games. There's something about winning a close game. Now, there will be teams. I'm sorry, Rutgers fans. This is just how I see it. There's going to be teams in the East that are just going to. I think they're going to blow the doors off of them. So those yeah. games, just I don't know if they're going to win, but a game coming up next. Again, three. They, they could win the game coming up next at home. Like those types of teams that that don't have the boat racing capabilities. It's just going to be interesting to see how Rutgers does the rest of the year versus those types of teams. Don't have it in front of me, but I think I predicted them to win three games this year. Okay, and there they are. And there they are. Three and I think their win total is it's right three around and a half there. or yeah, four. I, yeah, I think so. And by the way, second straight year they're three and zero. Oh, that's right. Chiano doing work, man. Yeah, that's and what it, he do. And even let's say they do. Get their doors blown off by a couple Ooh, teams. Got in the East. There. That was good. Yeah, yeah, good job. Still, I like. I I, I thought we th- we thought this was going to be a step back year before a step forward year. So I'm looking forward to just long term. Watch this program grow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I think we've said that even before the season started. Yeah. The Eyes on Big Podcast is sponsored by the Amador Whiskey Company, and we are not only uh, sponsors; we we use our the consumers. 
Mass consumers. Our unique process takes the highest quality Kentucky bourbon finishes and California wine barrels. This double barrel aging technique creates unique characteristics in each barrel that produce one-of-a-kind whiskeys. Amador is to be made sip neat, like my podcast partner last night, or is classic, or is perfect for classic bourbon cocktails like this guy. Just like your favorite go-to Big Ten football podcast, Amador is the go-to whiskey this football season. Don't forget to hashtag ask for Amador. And check out our new website and finder options so you can see where to find Amador at www.amadorwhiskeyco.com. Amador Whiskey Company, born in Kentucky, raised in California. Moving on into the afternoon. Minnesota, 49. Colorado, 7. The Gophers with 500 yards of total offense to the Buffaloes, 226. Kurt, the Buffaloes could have ran Ralphie himself out of the locker room, put some helmet and shoulder pads on him. I'm not sure it would have made much of a difference in this football contest. I'm not sure that it's possible, but it, it seemed like it was even worse than 49-7. to 7. It, it, it 100% did. Colorado barely even took the field in this game. If it was a food fight, a fruit fight, they wouldn't have bust a grape. Um, I tell you what, I, I put a tweet out watching that game where I said, and I mean, I honestly, I honestly mean this, I believe – Minnesota could have told the Colorado defenders where they were running the ball and they still would have averaged five yards carry. They absolutely could have. And and there's, would, no, there's no doubt in my mind. And I'm telling you, man, this is what I see. I would love to talk to Kirk Chiroka and, and, and see what the philosophy is, but they do this mesh thing with their own line where if the hole is there, the running back hits it up the hole and goes, mm-hmm. by the way, a guy that hits the hole and goes Mo Ibrahim, mm. 23 carries, 202 yards, three touchdowns. Almost, almost thought he got a little too much work in this First, game. That, a third week in a row, yeah. I felt that way. But yeah. that guy was born to work. That's he, I what mean, he, he does. He was. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but if if that isn't there, the white, the running backs, I think, are instructed to pop it out the back side. Okay. And, and you have to put so many guys into the box to respect that rushing attack. And by the way, you know what that leaves you open for behind it? Yeah. Slants. And, yeah, right. I mean, it's just – it seems to be an incredibly efficient and simple offense. It, it's okay. It's so simple, but so efficient that I wonder why more teams don't do it. I wonder why my team doesn't do something yeah. like that. Uh, Tanner Morgan, efficient. 11 of 16, 157 yards, three touchdown and a pick. Shout out to a 16-year-old Jack Selesky, gopher fan and friend of the pod who had a great quote after the game where he says, man, awesome for Tom Brady and Tanner Morgan, the only 40-year-old still playing quarterback at a high level. Nice. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. I like yeah. seeing Bryce Williams get some carries, too. 58 yards and a touchdown for him. Look at Okay, look at these rushing totals. 52 carries, 334 yards, a 6.4-yard average. You look at their rushing totals over three games. Like, this is well-oiled service academy rushing yeah. totals that they're doing. And, and by the way, if I had to – predict the West today, I would probably pick the Gophers to win it. I mean, I think they are the best team in the West, but the again, dog shit teams. Western Illinois, New Mexico State, Colorado are three absolutely atrocious football teams. Like, New Mexico State got absolutely dog-walked by Minnesota, Wisconsin. Nevada beat New Mexico State, which is a team Iowa played, wow. and they didn't do well versus... Right. I'm just saying, like, these are... With that being said, we said it last... DNS, DS and I said it, you just don't look this good, right? Yeah. Even against dog craft competition, by being an average or even slightly above average team, you're a good team. 
probably great if you are destroying competition like this. And by the way, probably a little bit of disrespect to the Big Ten overall, a little bit of disrespect to the West, that this team is not ranked still. Yes. Um, and, and it's and it's just, you. It, I believe Michigan State dropped all the way out. So but. now even if, you know, Minnesota wins that game, now it's not even a ranked win. Sure. Miami's still ranked. Of Miami. course they are. Miami's still ranked. Yeah. Um, anyways, the Gophers, definitely a team to keep an eye on. It will be interesting to see the passing attack. Might they, have, they will. Because Dalen Wright has got to step up. I know Brevin Spanford was out at one point with an injury. I have to check on that one. But, like, somebody's got to step up in the receiving core yeah. to help Tanner Morgan and, and third and seven type of plays. That's the one thing you got to kind of look forward to. With the win, the Gophers move to 3-0. and Wisconsin 66, New Mexico State 7. The Badgers with 595 yards of total offense to the ouchies, excuse me, the Aggies 124. You would think with 124 yards of offense that would be the lowest uh, output of the day, but UConn somehow slid underneath that. What is that guy, by the way, their their mascot? That's not it. What's a – they're the Aggies? Aggie? I don't even – what is that guy? He looks though? like a cowboy. He looks like a – yeah, I mean, I thought it looked like I thought it looked like a minor or something, you know. By the way, do you remember pointing that out to me last night? No. <laughs> Did, Did I really? But you just went, "Who is that guy? <laughs> Who is that?" <laughs> and I just was stunned because I was like, "I don't, I didn't know, I didn't know that you were pointing at the the logo." It is a weird logo, though, isn't it? It is a weird logo. Just a dude with a. It looks like Jerry Kill. Jerry Kill might morph into yeah. looking like the, the yeah. Aggies logo. Speaking of Jerry Kill, I think he's had enough of the Big Ten West. Jerry got killed <laughs> yeah, by the Big Ten West. For the second time. Hey, you know what? Quietly, and again, I know it's bad competition, but Graham Mertz yeah. definitely looks better. And in Washington State. Okay, Something's changed with him. Something's improved. But he, we remember last year he had I think a he's good got better targets. I think that's what's yeah. I think maybe. that's what's improved. Um Skylar Bell, four catches, 108 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Agent zero, good day. 15 carries, only 86 yards, but three touchdowns. The Badgers ran for 260 yards themselves. Uh, but Mertz, you know, three touchdowns and a pick. Can I say this, too? Um, Wazoo, okay? That's who mm-hmm. we know Wisconsin got. Beat. Yeah. They, okay. Maybe they're, a good team. They're, they're, they're good. Yeah. Washington State's good. I mean, they, they, they destroyed Colorado State yesterday. Colorado State is is butt cheeks, okay? Like we 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 know that, but again, Wisconsin outgained and outdid everything versus Washington State, other than penalties and turnovers. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. a clean sure. game by Wisconsin, they 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 win that game. Yeah, and they so I'm, I, I, they lost it. Okay, I get it, but I'm just saying like that is one of the better teams that any Big Ten team has played. Yeah, it is. Do, do you know? Yeah, like there's literally like. Who's the good team the Big Ten has played in out of conference? Yeah, not, it was supposed to be Notre Dame and Auburn. Right, Notre Dame is not very good. They Maybe, got helped by the refs. They might be to butt get, cheeks. They are. They are the outer part of of the cheek. But so, by the way, is there a better name for a guy at New Mexico State than Diego Pavia? Oh, that's, that's perfect. That's one of their quarterbacks. Yeah, through nineteen passes, didn't wasn't all that successful throwing <laughs> no, them. Though. No, I think Wisconsin's defense is rounding into a Wisconsin defense just fine. Again, competition, but yeah, r- reports. Other other than the ugliness of parts of the game against Washington State, this this looks like a, a lot of bit of a Wisconsin team. Not speaking. Not, of, Speaking of ugliness, how about those uniforms for Wisconsin? Yeah, I don't like the all reds. The, the, the blood clot uniforms? Blood clot. 
Is that what like, they're called? Uh, that's in the universe. That's what they call it. Blood clots. They, it is that red. It, that's kinda... don't do that again. No, I don't. The red britches are fine on the road if you're wearing a white jersey. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. red on red. No, no they were the they were the bad jurors wow. yesterday. And as far as uniforms, yeah. um, their home unis are great, except for the gigantic off center W. That is a weird W. The white hand of Saruman. All right, with the win, the Badgers move to two and one. Next up, (laughs) my typo here is I have Ohio State 877, Toledo 21. It might as well have been. It was 77 to 21. By the way, the game total for this game was 67, I believe. So Ohio State won over the game total by themselves. I was way off on this game. Okay. I thought this would be a game that Ohio State would dominate defensively and just shut her down offensively at some point. It would just kind of stay under. Okay. It could have been that way, but listen, I think I know where you're going to go. By the way, Buckeyes, 763 yards of total offense. We'll see. That could wind up being the high of the year for any Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, Big Ten play starts now, so it's going to be tough to beat that. Now, the Rockets, 307 yards. So that's what I want to talk about. Can you be upset as an Ohio State fan a little bit at this game by giving up the points and yards that did. Do you, let, do you want- let me say this. I, I, I think, uh, you know, making the assumption that Jim Knowles will remain the defensive coordinator for a couple years, right? The defense will look better against teams like this by let's say middle of next year. Okay. Like more time in the system players, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it still looks much improved yeah, over last yeah, year. And the one thing that. I would point out is when you're, when your offense is scoring that fast, it yeah. puts the other offense on the field a lot. This this Does. wouldn't be what you would call quote unquote complimentary football that that Ohio State played yesterday. Fair, and but then here's another one. one penalty they had last yesterday for five yards, zero turnovers. That's They're looking clean. pretty crisp. Oh, I didn't even think to look. You got the stats in front of you? Did team stats? Yeah. Did did uh, Ohio State force a turnover? Uh, they fumble. did. Okay. Two turnovers, one fumble, and one interception. Okay, first two of the year. Yep. Right there. That was something Ohio State fans. So I would say overall Ohio State fans are pretty happy. Um, three Ohio State wide receivers had at least 100 yards in a touchdown <laughs> in this game. That is Jalen Ballard, uh, Marvin Harrison, a junior, and EME. Uh, I believe if my math is correct, 763 yards at 78 plays. That's a cool 9.78 yards per play. Bad spot is a first down every play. <laughs> you don't win a lot of games. <laughs> you give up a first down in every play. Uh, CJ Stroud, nice day. 22 of 27, 367 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. I, I, I think the Buckeyes are rounding into a, a formidable team. With the win, the Buckeyes move to 3-0. and Next game up, I mean, in some universes, this would be the craziest game of the day. Iowa 27, Nevada 0. The Hawks with oh, – I got my – my. Uh, you got the stats in front of you? I forgot to update I'm, these. I'm pulling them up right yeah. now. Um, well, the first thing to talk about while you're looking this up, um, how crazy was it that it was – I mean, there was three delays in this game, three delays in this game that totaled just short of four hours. The game started at – 6.40, roughly, p.m., okay, night game. Yep. 
It did not end until 1.40 You know what? I'm blaming the Iowa Hawkeyes for my condition last night. Was it? Because we were going to – we should it. like the hope was we'd start recording even before the game was over, right? Right. And I tried to pre-warn you we could be running into uh, – you want to hear a funny thing? You probably don't remember this. But, so we're obviously – you know, I've, I've got the second TV on for different – you know, I think we had, we had Michigan State, uh, Washington, and then Maryland, uh, SMU on the second TV. Yep. The primary TV was Iowa because, you know, I'm an Iowa fan. Um, it was on rain delay for – I'm being generous when I say 15 minutes, but it was probably closer to, like, 25 minutes. Yeah. And you go, oh, man, I was on rain delay again. Yeah. No, I, I know. I know. I remember that. Um, but stats here. Okay. 337 yards for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. Well, how about that? Over bing, 300 bing, yards. Yep. Only 151 for the Nevada Wolfpack. Pretty dominating. Yeah. So – But like, how – how much progress did their offense really make? Can I say let me let me start positive yeah. first? Okay, remember that game we had going on? Was it last year or the year before it? You could probably do it the last two years, where you look down a team's schedule and how Iowa had kept the other team to their lowest point total yeah. of the year. Sure, they're doing it again. I mean, oh. obviously you're not going to oh, go yeah. lower than zero. Right. Um, Torrey, Torrey Taylor, incredible. Again, um, he was just dominant yesterday. So, like, the defense and special teams is living up to its billing every time. Now, the one thing I would say in this game is that, okay, we're looking at the offense. Obviously, it has become a, a, a punching bag, which, you know, I like it sucks as an Iowa fan because at the same time, I understand they deserve the punching bag uh, jokes. They deserve it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I will say – um uh th they did not have they, they lost three of their top four wide receivers you know heading yeah. into the first game nico regani came back keegan johnson came back suddenly more of the offense was available mm -hmm. yes i know it's nevada okay don't get me wrong but there was suddenly more confidence from brian ference the play caller seemed like it and i have been warring with iowa fans of how bad the offensive line looks. Do I think the offensive line looks good? No. But Iowa fans are just relentlessly tearing apart the offensive line. Suddenly, in the second quarter and into the second half, when the passing attack hit a couple plays, guess guess what happened after that? Shockingly, the rushing attack took off. Yeah, of course. Because it helps, Kurt. It does. If there's not 12 guys in the box. It's almost like trying... complimentary. That, yeah, that would be the compliment. Uh, by the way... Uh, shout out to uh, Fresh and Caleb Johnson. Yeah, seven carries, hundred and just switched on me. Seven carries, hundred and three yards, two touchdowns. He had a fifty-five yard scamper. Let's let's do more of that. I think that's the plan. Uh, we got to keep receivers healthy and on the field. And I like the Williams brothers, but we got to get him the ball. Yeah, I, I still like I still like <laughs> the Williams brothers. Like I, I think they're the you know predominant. Long story short, was it a ultimate deodorant? of the stink that has been the Iowa offense. No, but it was at least it's a step. nice to see. I mean, it's you a step needed right to see yeah. something there and but at least pulled a little Nevada bit. Nevada may be a little butt cheeky. They're they're in the butt cheeky yeah. range. Yeah. A little bit. Shout out to the, the Wolf Pack though, for um, sticking around and playing the whole game. Yeah. Getting nervous there. Like there's, there was chatter. There was chatter. Huh? thing was going to get, and then it's like, what's the what record? Do you, what Is do it you a do? forfeit? Do right. we have to pay them? Do we have to pay them the money? You didn't finish the game. That would be crazy. Right? They, Kurt, let's say you you tell somebody, you want somebody to come in and, and install your sink, okay? 
But halfway during the installation, uh, there's a tornado warning. And, you know, you run and hide, and he doesn't come back. You don't pay him. You don't pay him the full money. He you, didn't get the sink installed. You, you seem to be like – that's pretty much every job that you hire these days, yeah, isn't it? That's kind of how it works now. You don't even need the, the tornado. Anyways, um, I'm just saying it was something that Iowa fans were debating on how it was going to go. Uh, with the wind, Iowa moves to 2-1. and one. Can I sound like a total fandom? And Please. with one play at the goal line, they're, they're, they're probably 3-0. and all. Yeah? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's that close. That's how college football Good is. Good point. That's how college football is. And they have not lost to a Big Ten team yet. No, no, they are. They are not, have not <laughs> lost to the Big Ten. Okay, Maryland, 34, SMU, 27. The Terps with 441 yards of total offense. The Mustangs with 520 Woo. yards of total offense. Mercy. So, I trusted Maryland more than DS did. So he he picked SMU in this game, I, I believe. Um, the funny thing is, is like, I think some of the points that DS made about not trusting Maryland's defense was more correct than some of the points I made. Okay. But in the end, Maryland proved me correct for sure. the, the team prediction for how wound up. I think Maryland fans will have to listen. We'll have to get feedback from our guy, John Bandy to see what he says. But I think Maryland fans are expecting more out of their, their football team to the point where even though they won this game like this, I, I think they, are starting to want to expect more from what they they're see anxious. Their, it's a little anxious. There's some anxiety there. A little bit of anxiety there. Well, I mean, so offense played pretty well. Leah Tagovailoa, uh, 214 yards and only 23 attempts, two touchdowns. He made some ph- phenomenal plays. We have Roman Hemby, I think, has developed. He's like, uh, he, he's on the short list of best running backs so far this year, I think. There's a lot of good running backs in the Big but Ten. But you gotta you gotta mention him. I mean, I will say freshman of the year, he's definitely got a possibility. I just he just looks like he explodes. And he catches the ball too. He had four yeah. catches for sixty two yards. Good. I love that guy. Dude, he is he is a stud. Uh team rushing seventeen carries, two hundred and fourteen yards. That's a twelve point six yard average. And and what I'm wondering here is is Maryland having a little bit of an identity crisis on offense where they're like, what should we do here? Because I think teams are daring them to run the ball is what it is. They see Leah Tonga Viola. They see the, the embarrassment of riches they have at wide receiver. I think that's what is happening right now is, is Maryland is defenses playing Maryland are daring them to run the ball. And when they do, it's, it's working. So like, there's enough there offensively, but I, I, I mean, I do have concerns now defensively. I do too. I, th- I was, I was getting pretty confident in their defense. Like Tanner Mordecai for uh, the Mustangs, he's pretty good quarterback. Love that name. I just love it. F- fantastic. I'm going to adopt that as my new middle name. Okay. You can, yeah. We can Mordecai. We can, do, we can do that. Or maybe just Big Mordecai. Big Mordecai. Big Mordecai from now yeah, on. You can do that if you want. I don't want know what to. is about that name. It's got a it's great a cool name. Sound it's got like it. a magician to yeah. a little magic to it. But hey. This is pretty much you. You expected to go three and zero, right? If you're a Maryland fan, with the beginning part of their schedule, they're three and zero. They're three and zero. So overall, Maryland fans are very happy. Big task coming up next week, right? So we'll see how that so, goes. All right, just a couple of things I have to point out okay. here. Mustangs had thirty first downs. That's a lot. To sixteen for Maryland. I know. How do you? Maryland won this game. Yes. I want to remind everybody. Maryland had fifth. 15 penalties for 141 yards. That's a lot. And they turned the ball over twice. You so it's 
they're doing bad stuff, but they're still winning. Because they, they got so much talent. They they are incredibly talented. They got so much talent. I mean, I see clips after clip of locks turning around just chewing ass, you know, on the sidelines. But like that guy I'm just saying when you're pointing one finger, you got three pointing back yeah, at you. Yeah. Like I, locks, come on, like you gotta it's you the one that's gotta fix this type of stuff. There's a lot of locked fingerprints all over this. In in, in good ways and bad ways. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That is a phenomenal point. With the win, Maryland moves to 3-0. All right, we got two games left. Washington, 39. Hmm. Michigan State, 28. The Huskies with 503 yards of total offense to the Spartans, 365. We're going to talk about the Spartans here, but we would be remiss if we didn't say that the, more respect nationally needs to be put on the head of Mr. Kalen DeBoer. He is a friggin' wizard. Well, we looked him up last night because we we got intrigued talking about him, right? And what did I say his record was as a head coach? Eighty-one and nine, I think Something it was. Like that. Yeah, they kept saying it. Eighty-one and nine is now, now. Obviously, we're talking about most of that coming in, you know, lower level stuff. NAIA, but, University of Sioux Falls, where he he was just dominant. Okay, but. There are other people that know the sport of football at the NAIA level. I'm just saying. The other teams have helmets and shoulder pads, and they show and they practice and do all that stuff. That's how I understand it. So, like, you're doing something good, and it has just, you know, you look what he did with Indiana's offense, and then how different it looked with Penix being gone, and he gets reunited, you know, DeBoer and Penix, and the Penix was out, and it was up and doing its thing. It was out. It was up. He, as 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 Robert Griffin said on air last night, <laughs> that there was big Penix energy. There was a lot of big Penix energy. I cannot believe some of the stuff dude was dropping. Oh, man. Hilarious. Um, but uh, speaking of Michael Penix, 24 of 40, 397 yards and love four seeing, touchdowns. Love seeing that purple Penix out there. Um, um, on the other side, okay, because this is the, the Big Ten team. Um, there was a lot of injuries coming into this game that started that the closer we got to game time, I'm hearing from Michigan state insiders where it was more and more that you had heard guides were hurt. Um, I just, I don't know what it is, but when you go on the West coast, a little bit of a time change, a little bit of a funky, I don't know what it is, but like it, it, something happens to the human body and mind. I, I don't get it. That was one of the things that made me nervous. DS picked Michigan state. I wouldn't have scoffed at anybody picking Michigan state. It was the intangibles that I was looking at on this that wound up, I think, a lot of it being true. Um, Peyton Thorne winds up with a good stat line, 30 of 42, 323 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Most of that came late in the game when they were trying to, you know, get back into the game I mean, and this, make it a game. This game really wasn't as close as the score ended up being. It was not. I didn't think. I thought, I, I I thought Michigan most. State was getting dominated and – Speaking of getting dominated, they average 1.4 yards yes. per carry. This is something that you were concerned about coming into the year, losing Kenneth Walker, losing a guy that great. How could they keep the, the running game going? It's, it's, we're, we're seeing that. Okay. Well, that was what I was concerned with coming into the year. Through the first two games, the rushing attack okay. was incredible. Now they're playing, I thought, now they're I playing thought this was though. going to be the advantage they had. Listening okay. to other podcasts break them down. Washington didn't go into that game with a dominant front seven. So then are we even more concerned? I, I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, um, 1.4 yards is atrocious. I mean, there are 
if the defense is looking like what it has at times, right? The, the, the first three games, and then obviously a big, a big chunk of last year, that, that puts a lot of pressure on the offense. I don't know. It's I don't know what to make of it. I don't I want was, to overreact to one game, but no. there, there's things to be concerned about. And like here. you said, it is a weird game. You go to the, the West Coast night game. Uh, but I was assured by Michigan State fans that their pass defense was not really that bad. And they just give up. I mean, okay, Penix is good. Calendar is good. Gave up basically a first down every time they drop back. Yeah. 9.9 yards. And then the Michigan State pass rush, which is supposed to be the thing that, you know, sure. to a certain degree bails the secondary out. There was a lot of quick passing, which again, that, you know, DeBoer and, and Penix just went to town. And I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to break down with this. I still think we're in a kind of learning mode with Sparty. Both Sparty and Minnesota are going to learn a lot about each other when they play next week. So that is good, definitely a game to look for. Good to see Penix out there throwing ropes again, though. All right. With the loss, Michigan State falls to two and one. Last one of the Big Ten game. <sighs> of the week as voted by the fans and i think big 10 fans all around i will say enjoyed this quite a bit penn state 41 auburn 12 kurt i haven't seen a beating like that since somebody put a banana down my pants and let a monkey loose it was a so thorough a beating they penn state outclassed auburn physically in every single way like strength Speed, quickness, agility, athleticism. It was night and day between these two teams. They pounded that SEC team called Auburn. I mean, open field, like Nick Singleton gets an open field, boom, gone. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, Worst home loss for Auburn since 1982. No kidding. Fun little trivia. Who was that team that beat them in 1982? Was it also Penn State? I'll give you a hint. Was it Iowa? It is a current Big Ten team. Oh, was it Nebraska? Yes, it no was. No kidding. Good job. Okay. 41 to 7, Nebraska. A little bit of positivity there for and you, Nebraska. Did you fans. notice that sparse crowd there? It's almost. We had, a, we had an impromptu whiteout by the end. We kind of did. Yeah. I wonder if they really even care about football in Auburn. I thought it, is it is meant there a thing? something to them. Like, okay. it, I guess it just hmm. means meh. Just That's to, how it turns yeah, out. Yeah, I guess so. 477 yards of total offense. Speaking of speaking of things that were just awful in this game, it wasn't just Auburn. Dude, Gary Danielson and Brad Nessler, yeah, yeah. they are insufferable. They are so <laughs> bad. They are they have almost become a caricature of themselves being yeah. Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. Yeah. That's how bad, like, which is like too- it was. It was. I'm gonna say 24 to seven. Maybe it was 31 to seven. And Penn State, they were still just amazed every time Penn State would get a tackle for loss or pick up a 12 yard first down. And I don't. I, I could take Nestler or leave him, but it's a shame about Danielson because he's good at his craft when he's not, you know, sucking on the teat of of the SEC. Boy, it's bad. Yeah, it is bad. Like Gary, there's there's. It wasn't just SEC fans watching that game. And oh, by the way, your check is going to be coming from Correct. somebody else other than the SEC. Yeah, you he could have made, you know, moves and maneuvers to start. Could have working his could have started plant, planting some seeds there. Um, Penn State. Shout out to Sean Clifford. Took that huge hit early in the game. Oh, welcome to the SEC. 
I, I didn't realize that. Welcome to the FCC. You can do that when you're when you're an SEC team, but you can't hit hard when you're not an SEC. Yeah. I, there was I didn't realize that until Shocker. yesterday. I mean, was there like a running back playing for Indiana that just came from the SEC that took a big hit in one of their first games? I remember the first was thing that hitting a- the ground was the back of his shoulders. Sean Clifford, 14 of 19, 178 yards, no in- touchdowns, no picks. Okay, w- we jokingly said, you know, you got yourself anxious for the Sean Clifford uh-oh moment. Never had it, man. The, oops, I cracked my pants. Never had it. No. He just was efficient and good all day long. i tell you who was crapping their pants was Auburn when Nick Singleton had the ball in his hands. Not just him, though. Catron Allen, the future in this running back yeah. room is is just fantastic. What am, I, what am I doing right here? You're patting yourself in the back there. I called it on the last plot. I said, this is going to be Nick Singleton's national coming out party. Homie ran wild you know who i don't i mean i guess he does get some credit but brandon strange i think is kind of the other yeah. sung guy in this offense great tight end. i love him great tight end um but nick singleton 10 carries only 10 carries 124 yards that's a 12.4 yard average sir it didn't seem like only 10 it it seemed like he had the because yeah. ev- almost every carry he had was memorable you, you know you, you want to hear my assessment on nick ready for this deep stuff okay he's fast Boy, he is fast. I don't even think he's running fluidly right now. Like, I, like I'm he's got serious. he's got more work to do on his form. And he's, I think he can be better than what he is. He's already pretty damn good. <laughs> Dude, and, and Katron, I mean, the other running backs were good in this game, too. We've been waiting for a Penn State rushing attack. How about yep. going down to SEC country, 39 carries, 245 yards. Mm. That's a 6.3 yard average. Love it. Just domination. Dude, it just kicked. Their butt. And by the way, Auburn played two quarterbacks. They both had 19 yards pass attempt. They only ran for 3.3 yards. Um, as good as you would have hoped that game was, and I put money on this game. I, I was did confident you? all week long. On Penn State. I didn't think it would look that good, though, is what I'm saying. And you know what else? You know what else they did? First of all, this defense is pretty spicy. Yes. They held Tank Bigsby to 39 yards. Yes. Nine carries, I mean, 39 yards. Manny Diaz knows how to call a defense in big games. He does. He's been there man. before. He does. Like, this is... This it is does look team. like a different and we better got, defense, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, they were good. They, they were good, they but were I, good. I think it's, it's, it's a better. More, it's more aggressive. Yeah, it's, it's more aggressive. Yeah. It's a more aggressive defense. Um, I mean, we got three top 10 teams in the Big Ten now. I mean, Penn State's... They're right there, man. They are. I yeah. like, like, I still think there is a gap between Georgia... And the number two team. And then it's Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama. Yep. And then there's a gap after that, the fourth team. But Penn State is right there. I think so. In that next group of teams. I think so. With the win, Penn State moves to 3-0. and Big shout out, Kurt. All Big right, shout out. All right, sir. To our guy, Perkins. Perkins. He had himself a weekend. He did. Had his first little baby. Yes, he did. On Friday night. This is our spreadsheet Boy wonder genius helps us out. We very much appreciate that. First kid on Friday, some point in the day, I don't know exactly when it was. And then on Saturday, you know, probably still look at walking, watching from the hospital. I would assume his, his Nittany lions absolutely crushed SE team. He, he had a great weekend. And I've been talking to Perkins about this. So he knows us already. I'm planning a trip down to Nashville, which is where he lives. And we've already set up tentatively to meet up and just want to throw it out there. Perk. I went by you. And your and your little bride dinner one yep. night when when I'm down there to kind of thank cool. him for because yeah, he's been helpful to the pot very much very much yeah, does so. a lot of good work so shout out to Perk 
So there you go. That's 13 games right there. Um, Non-conference, pretty much over. There's a couple stragglers here. We now focus down. Uh, where now we'll know a lot about every team <laughs> that's playing in these games because it's mostly going to be big on big action. Um, the the Big Ten has looked pretty good. Um, some some eyesores. There's been some eyesores. You know, most of it in the Big Ten West, obviously. Um, I still believe that there is a lot we're going to learn about a lot of teams as we move through just these next two weeks of conference play. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, this is when a lot of the learning starts. This is where a lot the, of the learning and the, understanding. Suddenly a ratcheting up. This is, we're no longer in the 101 courses. This, this is 200 level. Yeah. Boy, I remember that happened in college. Ugh, oh, God, it was awful, wasn't it? Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to put something on spot for you right now. All right. Okay? Do you remember at the beginning of the, you know, season this summer, whatever, I said that I believe that Michigan and Ohio State were leaps and bounds above everybody else in the Big Ten. Yeah. I, I still think that's true. Do you believe that's true? Uh, leaps and bounds might be a little farther than I okay. want to go, especially after watching Penn, Penn State, State yesterday. Yep. But they are the two best teams. Okay. What would you set the over-under at okay. for total losses between Michigan – and Ohio State when they play in the game at the end of the year. Right now, I would set. Uh, mm, see, I was gonna say two and a half, but that's probably a little too high. That's way high. Probably one and a half, right? Oh man, because you oh. got to go one of those two. I, I mean, I guess I, you I, would, go, I would probably set it at one. I guess you go half. You could go half, but you can't set it at one because it's good chance of a push. You have it's got to be on the half. So it's either half or one. That's my point. We'll see. We'll I would see say it, I'm setting at one and a half. I think that's high. I would definitely take the under in that. I would probably set it at one. I might. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you're, maybe you're onto something with one and a half. But really Penn State looks them. pretty good. Penn State looks good. They play both of those teams. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. I just thought that was a fun little exercise. I think that was a, I think that was a bit cleaner podcast this afternoon. I feel much better than. You, look, you don't look like you're hanging. You look good. I don't feel too bad. No, I feel great. To be honest with you. Yeah. I and actually, so I was me, working in some hydrolytes at the end of the night last night. So let me ask you a question. Am I a professional drinker? Absolutely. I made a big time rookie mistake. Didn't eat. I didn't eat. Yeah. I offered you. We, we had made mac and cheese. There's, a, mac there's and cheese. a point at which I'm drinking that I just lose all desire to eat anything. I understand that. I, and I, I could sense the sloppiness coming on. I offered you some mac and cheese and you just gave me. Yeah. That's good. You did. All right. <laughs> that was my effort. <laughs> Time to start recording, obviously. <laughs> oh, okay. Forgot, forgot last week. Uh, we, we're not good at this, but we, we forget the weekly Eisman sometimes. I think, actually, it would have been an Illini last week that would have got the weekly Eisman. Yeah, weren't we going to give it to Chase? We were going to give it to Chase. Yeah. So, retroactively, Chase Brown, yep. week two Eisman. Week three Eisman, I... I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, maybe somebody else would want to put up a, but again, we always you concentrate on stats, obviously, but competition plays into yep. this. Nick Singleton, week three Eisman. It was his coming out party. Yeah, I think he's gonna do more and more. Uh, but going into that environment, first game, you know. Because by the by the way, one thing I want to point out about Penn State, I should have I should have said when we we're breaking down the game. Um, before the season starts, if you're a Penn State fan, like a realistic Penn State fan, you're like, oh, first game on the road, uh, uh, yeah, Purdue. 
Oof. third game on the road, Auburn. Yeah. Like you're you're a little nervous for one and two. You know, maybe a lot of yes. State fans would take two and one. Now all of a sudden you look back. You've got a freshman feed on running back that's running wild. You're three and zero with two road tests already accomplished. Yeah, Huge. pretty 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 big deal. Yes, pretty big sure. deal. All right, you got anything else? No. I am Jeffrey the Green. I'm Big Kurt. This has been the Eyes of Big Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.